The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Well, hey, friends, it's uh, Thursday and a gorgeous Thursday it is in the city of champions across uh, central Alberta. Hope you're having a great day. It's 2.05 on the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News. It's Jalen Nye and uh, my producer this afternoon, Brad Whisker, uh, joining me for the next 90 minutes. It's been a while. It has been a while, but a short and sweet show today. Yes. Or short and sweet, yeah. Um, because uh, the Oilers in action this afternoon taking on the uh, Bruins in Boston. Again, it's been a while for them, too. I know the city's hungry, right? I mean, it was Saturday. It was a tough game. And now we've had to wait five days for them to play again. I know. It's uh, it's going to be a fun night to watch that game and see how they rebound. And Yeah, you know what? And, and, and having done well during the preseason, and I know everyone's like, I really count preseason and all that sort of stuff. And then everyone was either, you know, well, a lot of people seem to be jumping off the, the bandwagon after game one. I know, right? But, you know, we're going to get back on it. Yeah, so the so your Oilers playing today. Um, the City Ford Faceoff Show gets underway at 3.30. Puck drop at 5 o'clock today. So excited about that. Full coverage right here, as always, on uh, 6.30. Ched Andrew is off today and tomorrow, of course, the Edmonton Comedy Festival uh, in full swing. Um, got underway last night with the media challenge, and I suspect she might be listening in right now. Eileen? Eileen? Well, Eileen Bell, our very own Eileen Bell, after, um, I think this was her fourth trial. Fourth year. One, there she is. Hi, Eileen. No, she's still not there. Um, I'm here now. Hey, Eileen. <laughs> we were just talking about you. Oh, what about? Congratulations. <laughs> Thank yeah, you so what much. about? Yeah. Hang on, I just got to put the trophy down right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I go off the air, I just kind of grab it and hold it close. So, Eileen, uh, this was your fourth year uh, doing uh, the Media Challenge at the Edmonton Comedy Festival. Fourth time the charm. Fourth time was the charm. So, congratulations. And I know your, your trophy's sitting on your desk. We were joking that you should get it made into a neck. You know, a miniature version. I think a fascinator. Or, or a fascinator might <laughs> I was work well. Hook it onto my head. Yeah. You felt good going into it last night? You know, I didn't. It was uh, of the four times, last night was the one that I was least comfortable going into. But the audience was so embracing. Like awesome. they were just. Like, like even the things I thought, well, that'll get kind of a polite <laughs> as I bridge between things. Yeah. They were like clapping and cheering, and it was just. Awesome. Well, so, and I understand um, it's kind of a, a shared first place. I think Trent Wilkie. Yes, Trent Wilkie, who is a local blogger and podcaster, used to be with The Sun in the Journal, mm-hmm. and he um, was announced first, and I thought, oh, okay, well, you know, and, and then Andrew said, and Eileen Bell, and I just kind of lost my mind a little bit. Put <laughs> <laughs> both arms straight up in the air and yelled, up in the air and yelled, yes! Eileen, I, I have to be honest <laughs> with you, and I'm not going to keep you very long. I know you're busy, but I just have to say, Oh, I could talk about this forever. I know, well, actually, I, well, I've you been can. here since okay. 10, so it's good. Yeah. I know. <laughs> but why, you you were so excited about this. What is it, why has this been such a big deal for you? It's just so much fun. It's something that always looked like it would be fun to do. Mm. And to have the opportunity come up, the way Andrew sets it up and, yeah. and organizes and gets everybody there and makes them feel comfortable. And it's just... Um, 
and having him so close here in the afternoons, I've probably yeah. asked him a million questions in four years. <laughs> I probably had more help than anybody else, mm. but um, it, it's just a rush. And in the first year, I just didn't expect it. But to have the audience respond directly, huh. where normally when I'm working, yeah, it's like I'm that. talking to you, yeah. right? Like yeah, it's yeah. just we're chatting now. We don't think about the fact there's 100,000 people listening or however many what? there are, right? But when you're there and all of a sudden 350 people start laughing at your comments, it's yeah. like, Ooh, that's that feels good. <laughs> well, you know what? Well, congratulations. I know it's been a it's been a big deal for you. I know you've worked hard on it. And uh, tip of the hat from the six thirty Chet afternoon crew, of course, which you're an important part of. But we're proud of you as well. Thanks so much, Jay. Yeah. Appreciate that. Enjoy. Take care. Thank you. Enjoy. It has been it's been fun to watch and uh, and listen to her today do that. And because I'm I'm you know I'm absolutely petrified. There's no there's no way uh, on this big blue marble that we call Earth that I would ever do that. I was going to ask you that. Never. You would never ever do it? Andrew's been trying to get me to do it for years and years and years, and I have told him straight out there is no way that I would ever do it. I think I might do it next year. Really? Yeah. He should. He should. It's just, oh. it's so much, yeah, I'm still here. It's just, <laughs> what, I'm going to turn the top, the radio off when you're talking about it? Um, it's just, it's such a energy that goes through you. It's mm. a blast. So what, I, I want to ask you just one final question, Eileen. You know, he's been doing this show and hosting the show for eight years, and mm. you've been doing it for four, so what finally helped you or made you take that plunge? I went out and saw the other ones. Uh, I saw who was winning. I thought, you know what? I I can do that. I, I want to do that. I can bomb. <laughs> I can win every but, year. But it's the ones that you see that don't quite do it. And I think, well, I could do better than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Now that now that you're she's, the champ, eh? Just throwing uh, shots she out. Com- she comes across as so sweet, right? <laughs> oh, I'm so competitive. I am the most competitive person you have ever met. Matter of fact, that was part of what my routine was built on last night. Just, just to give you a quick flash. Okay. Once made all my nieces and nephews stand around a whack-a-mole machine with me at the mall yeah. so that we could crush that gopher whenever it popped up, right? We had like one hand over each hole. Next day, the mall put up a sign saying, because we went back, said only one person can play the machine at a time. <laughs> nice. And nice. one little nephew, so tender hearted he didn't want to hurt the gopher. Went, kid, you got one job. Hit it, hit it hard. Hit the gopher. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Eileen. Thanks. Yeah, no, there's just uh, absolutely no way. Now, having said that, you know, and, and people... Um, when they find their way out of that comfort zone, because I think it's it's fair to say we all get very much into a, a comfort zone. Um, when you um, decide to step out of that, maybe it's, I don't know, going parachuting for the first time. Maybe it's deciding to lose some weight. For me, it was years back. I did bodybuilding. I right. did a couple bodybuilding competitions, and that was obviously, uh, that, was a, that was a huge thing uh, a, as well for me at that time. But yeah, there's no way I'd get on stage. No way. And, uh, th- and I it- talked to, I can, I can MC events in front of 5,000 people or uh, not a problem. See, and that's that's why I'm surprised no. you wouldn't do yeah. it because you MC event, you have a, another one coming up next mm. week mm-hmm. and you often do, you know, a couple a month. Yeah. And those events are attended by, like you said, sometimes 500. I mean, you do the remembrance. Yeah, 5,000, 6,000 people. 5,000, 6,000 at the no. Butter Dome. No. But yet you wouldn't no. stand on a stage for a five no. minutes. No. No. To no. tell some jokes. No, the thought of it actually makes me want to throw up. Okay, well, let's move on. Let's then, I move guess, on. Eh? Yeah. So um, <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, again, so lots of fun with uh, with that last night. I want to tell you on the show today, again, as I mentioned, it is a short show. Um, Brad had mentioned that I've got another event coming up next week that I'm seeing, and it is um, with Astronaut. Chris Hadfield, Chris Hadfield, Colonel Chris Hadfield coming back to town. He's um, taking part in the Northern Lights uh, Scout Foundation Leadership Dinner, October 18th at the Westin. Um, I have a pair of tickets 
to give away. If you if you're a Chris Hadfield fan, and I know a lot of you are, because we've had him on the show a couple of times uh, before, we'll give away those a little later on today. You're also probably wondering about the word of the day, because no, not right now, Don. Um, you know, um, the word of the day uh, for the Jamaica getaway. We usually give it uh, at 4:25. We'll do that probably around 3:15 today. So 3.15 is the word of the day today. Um, And that's what you need to know. On the show coming up also, uh, if your car has ever been stolen, you're not alone. Unbelievable numbers. And apparently next week in this province is the busiest time for car thefts. And that's why we need to figure it out. Why next week? Yeah. Why, of all the weeks of the year, why is, well, next week will be the third week of October already. Yeah. I think it's a five-week month. Why is it that this is that the one is week that stands out among all yeah. the rest? It's a, it's a little crazy. So we're going to talk to uh, our CMP Constable Mike Hibbs about that as well. It's a story that everyone, you know, there's been a lot going on in the news cycle this week um, from politics uh, to international uh, story. You name it, it's been going on. But the one story that seems to have captured the hearts of uh, Edmontonians and certainly a lot of folks uh, right around the region is the story of, what is it, Gunter? Gasket, Gunter, Gunter and, and Goliath. Goliath. The three St. Bernards. We're going to get an update on uh, on that as well. So jam-packed into the next uh, hour and 15 minutes. A quick break when we, uh, here when we come back. Let's talk a little bit about this story uh, involving this, this senior woman and Air Canada. What happened on that flight? What you think of that? All that and more coming up. Oftentimes on this show, we talk about uh, people behaving badly on airplanes. And this story might be airplane personnel behaving badly on airplanes. And we've seen that, too, obviously, over the past number of years. You'll remember, you know, that doctor being dragged off. What was it, that United flight or Delta flight? Uh, oh, it was United. It was United. <laughs> it was United, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, it was United. So this is an interesting story. So uh, just to set it up uh, a little bit, there is this woman. She's 71 years old. Her name's Ellen Fleming. She was heading uh, from B.C. to New Brunswick uh, August 18th. She had spent... Um, Overnight in Pearson International Airport after one of their connections to uh, St. John's was uh, St. John was cancelled, so they got on the flight eight o'clock in the morning. Um, she puts her water bottle in, you know, that disgusting pouch on the back of everyone's seat, which my doctor has always said never put anything in there. It is probably one of the most dirtiest things on the planet. Don't put anything in there. Well, she stuck her water bottle in there and uh, found a bunch of garbage. Um, well. Things went, honestly, to hell in a handbasket pretty quickly for her after that. Uh, Global's um, Caroline Podolik explains what happened. In mid-August, Ellen Fleming was on a flight from Toronto to St. John. She says shortly after boarding, she noticed the seat pocket in front of her was full of garbage. She asked a flight attendant to empty it. And that's when a disagreement broke out. He just stood up tall and said, I'm a flight attendant. I don't do garbage. Fleming says she used paper towel to clean up and then tried to get rid of the garbage. He swiped my hand away. So my hand came back and hit something on the way and the garbage flew all over. Another passenger signed an affidavit saying Fleming displayed a, quote, conflict avoiding attitude. Air Canada wrote a letter saying Fleming kicked the flight attendant and was aggressive towards a crew member. Allegations denied by Fleming and the supporting affidavit. Caroline Podolak, Global News Radio. So, a little bizarre because, um, 
to be honest with you, with all due respect to flight attendants, one of the things that you do do is is garbage. You go around at the end of it and you pick up, you know, people, you have the bag there. I've been on flights. Everyone's been on a flight, you it's know. It's part of the job. It's part of the job. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. I mean, it okay. just needs to be done. So um, she's, she's like, well, I'll clean the garbage. I'll clean the garbage. And he said, no, we're going back for the safety of the passengers. Right? Um, they... <laughs> Turn around. Uh, when the plane landed in Toronto, two police officers and an Air Canada agent boarded the plane, asked the 71-year-old woman to leave. Um, she says the Air Canada employee told her she'd be rebooked on another flight. Well, guess what? Um, she told the Air Canada agent and the officers what happened. The plane took off with her husband and her grandkids on board. So she's now all alone in Toronto by herself. She tried to get another boarding pass and um, the manager behind the desk, according to her, said, quote, you're never, ever flying Air Canada again. Okay. She bought a ticket with uh, WestJet to Halifax and arranged to, you know, get a ride home from Halifax out to St. John. So anyway... Air Canada corporate security gives a different version of the events. Uh, the letter to uh, Global said that she exhibited aggressive behavior towards a crew member, threw garbage on the food trolley, kicked a crew member, and when requested to wait until the member could come back and pick up the garbage, um, or to, you know, just wait until he could come back, and that didn't happen. Um, there is no ongoing prohibition that bans Fleming from traveling on Air Canada. She's denying it. Other passengers are stepping up and saying, no, what she said happened, happened. Not the Air Canada version whatsoever. I just can't imagine a 71-year-old freaking out and, and causing all those sorts of issues when she's traveling with her husband and two young mm -hmm. grandkids. I mean, it's possible for anyone to have yeah. a moment like that. But when you have other passengers stepping up and saying, hey, this woman was, you know, mm -hmm. calm, cool, collected. She was just trying to, to make a point and everything sort of flew off the handle when this airline attendant sort of lost their yeah, mind a little bit. Yeah, and you know bit. what? And, it, and, you know, two sides to every story, of but course. there are other passengers backing up her side of the story. Um, again, people have bad days at work. People have really bad days at work. Me and you have had bad days. What? We've had bad days at work. No. Um, and, but, again, it... it, it it just doesn't quite make sense to me that the airline attendant, if, you know, what happened, what, that it was that bad. That, that, that an airline attendant would go that over the top with it. Right. But why would she lie? Yeah, exactly. Why would you lie? What's the benefit to you and mm -hmm. to everybody else on the plane? Because that's the other thing. I mean, if you're lying... This is on a plane. This is a tight quarters. Other people are seeing this happen. And, and we know that there's cameras everywhere, right? So she turned. Uh, she's she's now, uh, she contacted Air Canada Customer Relations. Uh, she said she only received that one letter. That's when she turned to Air Passenger Rights Advocate Gabor Lucas, who we've had on this show uh, many times in the in the past. He helped get in touch with other witnesses who were on the plane to corroborate her story. Um, who, and there was one woman in particular who signed a, uh, an affidavit, you know, saying this is what happened. He says straight up, uh, he thinks that Air Canada's investigation simply didn't pass the smell test. Air Canada mishandled the situation in that they have taken the version of the flight attendant for face value without any consideration that there was a plane load 
multitude of people who actually witnessed what really happened and who were willing to say and to protest that this was an innocent woman with her grandchildren who was just being dragged off the plane because the flight attendant was having a bad day. So what do you think needs to happen from Air Canada's point of view? Uh, from Air Canada's perspective, the passenger should be reimbursed for her expense and should be paid a very significant compensation monetarily because having an innocent elderly lady dragged off from an airplane is a seriously traumatic event. Just think of your grandmother. You know, would you want your grandmother to be dragged off the plane by police officers? I wouldn't. So I want you to think about this, Chadville. Let me know at 6.30, 6.30. And someone had just texted in and said, uh, Hi, this is Jeremy. I believe if there was a conflict on the plane, it would have been videotaped. Now, you never know. People pulling out uh, their phones. But I said, oftentimes these things are videotaped. Uh, Lucas says he believes there needs to be a lot more cameras on planes. And I want to know what you think about that. Should there be more cameras on planes? We're talking about, you know, ETS and LRT having cameras, uh, more cameras put on them. What do you think about it on planes? This is what he thinks. Part of the problem is that if you look at Air Canada's terms and conditions, they purport to prohibit passengers from recording video on board. I would advise passengers to just ignore it and take video of any wrongdoing and record it as needed. But Air Canada, for now we know why, seems to want to shield its employees from actual evidence of their own misconduct. I would say that having some form of surveillance would be very important, both for the passengers and for flight attendants. I want to also protect all those hardworking and nice flight attendants who are being abused by, say, a drunk passenger. But at the same time, passengers should be protected but from the crew, because you have to bear in mind, when you're up in the air, your pilot is a peace officer, your crew is very much in a position of power over you. You should not have to be afraid to say, please remove the garbage. Even if there is a disagreement, you should not be expecting to be hit. So what do you think, Chadville, at 6.30, 6.30? Should there be uh, more cameras, like installed cameras on planes? What do you think? I think it's a great idea, actually. Well, the no more security, the better. And I mean, we like you mentioned, we just saw this with ETS and mm-hmm. that attempted murder charge mm-hmm. late a couple weeks back in relation to that Millwoods Transit Center. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I traveled to Europe about six or seven years ago on public transit, took a bus around. And when you get on, you have zero access to the driver. They have a big... They have the shield. They have the shield up and there's a little space where he or she can Mm -hmm. communicate to passengers, but um, they're safe. In, in all intents and well, purposes, right? Well, think about it. When you're in a cab or you're in an Uber or something like that, oftentimes there's that, that uh, camera in there. I have no problem with it because I'm not going to do anything stupid and I've got nothing no. to hide. No. I've got nothing to hide whatsoever. On the text line, um, planes can have lots of cameras. I've got nothing to hide, says this text out of Red Deer. Ken H. says, fire the guy. And um, someone says, hey, was she dragged off or escorted off the plane? Language and reporting sometimes makes a mountain out of molehill. Um, that's not the, the dragged or escorted. That's not the point of the story here. I mean, it was about the garbage. You know, that's that's the whole the whole thing there. And that that conversation that went back and forth between the flight attendant and this 71 year old. Again, I don't really care that she's 71 either. I think it's just, you know, interesting that it escalated. Um, and by all accounts, 
escalated quite quickly. And the, the, the flight attendant uh, seemingly uh, kind of went over the top. Anyway, curious to know what you think about uh, about uh, planes on cam- cameras on planes. <laughs> cameras on planes. Uh, let me know at 6.30, 6.30. It's 2.30. Eileen Bell has the uh, news headlines coming up after that. We're going to talk about vehicle thefts. Oh, my gosh, Alberta. What a hot spot for that. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.